Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Judges chapter 21, and the title for me as we finish up the book of Judges today is, Lord, please give these people a king. <laughs> they need a king. We're going to finish this up because they, they try to do a good thing. They just need a king. All right, they, they, just, they just need a king. I'm excited for us to uh, read this and just to see what the Lord will say to us. If you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're leaving us a five-star review on the podcast. And then our rally point is the Bible breakdown discussion on Facebook. We are unashamedly moving toward a thousand and we need your help to get there on YouTube. And also we want to get to where we have more of you connected to our Facebook group. We know not everybody does Facebook. And so whatever you rally around with people, let us know. We even heard that there's a lot of people rallying around Reddit and also some different things. So let us know where you do community and maybe we will make a change at some point because more and more people aren't doing the same social medias. So we're always looking for a way that we can rally together because the more we dig, the more we find. And the best way to read God's word is together. And so if you have your Bibles, you want to open up with me to Judges chapter 21 as we're going to finish this. Remember in chapter 1, we said this is like the Real Housewives of the Old Testament. And the Real Housewives is a series of TV shows that was like, on the surface, everything looks great. Behind the scene, intrigue, all this stuff is happening. It's like, all of that's happening. Well, you can see what we're talking about. It's just constantly, it's just a, one dumpster fire after another because they have no king. So the overall theme would be, don't be stupid, <laughs> follow God. Cycle of sin stinks. Don't do life your way, do life God's way. And so that's the idea. Well, yesterday what we read was you know, there was a horrible thing that had happened in the chapter before that. And so all of Israel came against Benjamin to really wreak vengeance on them for what they did to this poor lady. Well, it didn't go well. The civil war did not go well at all until they just killing everybody until finally Israel started to overwhelm Benjamin, which was one of the tribes, but they're all against him. And only 600 guys were left, almost completely destroyed one of the nation. Well, they start to finally realize maybe we went too far. So they got to try to figure out what to do. Well, they make a decision on what to do. And we'll let you figure out if it was the wisest decision, right? Here we go. Chapter 21, finish it up. Verse 1 says this. The Israelites had vowed at Mizpah, we will never give our daughters in marriage to a man from the tribe of Benjamin. Now, the people went to Bethel and sat in the presence of God until evening, weeping loudly and bitterly. O oh Lord, God of Israel, they cried out. Why is this happening in Israel? Now one of our tribes is missing from Israel. Pause. The reason why, if you remember, they done killed all of them. All right? There's just like 600 of them left, and they hiding. Verse 4. Early the next morning, the people built an altar and presented their burnt offerings and peace offerings on it. Then they said, Who among the tribes of Israel did not join at Mizpah when they we held an assembly in the presence of the Lord? At that time, they had taken a solemn oath in the Lord's presence, vowing that anyone who refused to come would be put to death. The Israelites felt sorry for their brother Benjamin and said, Today, one of the tribes of Israel has been cut off. 
How will we find wives for the few who remain, since we have sworn to the Lord not to give them and our daughters in marriage? So they asked, Who among the tribes of Israel did not join us at Mizpah when we assembled in the presence of the Lord? And they discovered that no one from Gabesh Gilead had attended the assembly. For after they had counted all the people, no one from Jabesh Gilead was present. So the assembly sent 12,000 of their best warriors to Jabesh Gilead with orders to kill everyone there, including women and children. Not their finest hour. Again, verse 11. This is what you are to do, they said. Completely destroy all the males and every woman who is not a virgin. Among the residents of Jabesh Gilead, they found 400 young virgins who had never slept with a man. And they brought them to the camp of Shiloh in the land of Canaan. The Israelites' assembly sent a peace delegation to the remaining people of Benjamin who were living at the rock of Rimon. Then the men of Benjamin returned to their homes, and the 400 women of Jabesh-Gilead who had been spared were given to them as wives, but there were not enough women for all of them. Can we just pause? So your answer to slaughtering all these people is go slaughter some other people, take some women, and give them. These people need a king. Verse 15, the people felt sorry for Benjamin because the Lord had made this gap among the tribes of Israel. So the elders of the assembly asked, how can we find wives for the few who remain since the women of the tribe of Benjamin are dead? There must be heirs for the survivors so that the entire tribe of Israel will not be wiped out. But We cannot give them our daughters in marriage because we have sworn with a solemn oath that anyone who does not or does this will fall under God's curse. So they thought about an annual festival of the Lord at Shiloh. Then they thought of the annual festival of the Lord in Shiloh, south of Lebanon, north Bethel, along the east side of the road that goes down from Bethel to Shechem. They told the men of Benjamin, who still needed wives, listen to this, Go and hide in the vineyard. When you see the young women of Shiloh come out for their dances, rush out from the vineyards, and each of you take one of them home to the land of Benjamin to be your wife. And when their fathers and brothers come to us in protest, we will tell them, please be sympathetic. Let them have your daughters. For we didn't find wives for all of them when we destroyed Jabesh Gilead. And you are not guilty of breaking the vow since you didn't actually give them your daughters in marriage. So the men of Benjamin did as they were told. Each man caught one of the women as she danced in celebration and carried her off to be her wife. Can we pause one more time? If you stayed in that town knowing that day was coming, I got a whole nother set of issues with you. You know there were some of them folks going, yeah. That's a good idea. Babe, let's make sure we're out of town on that day. <laughs> but no, no, they were there. All right, so so the men of Benjamin did as they were told, and then they returned to their own land, and they rebuilt their towns, and they lived in them. Then the people of Israel departed by the tribes and families, and they returned to their own homes. And then here's the final verse. In those days, Israel had no king, and all the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> so at the end of the day, they felt bad because they'd almost killed everybody. So their answer was not to return to the Lord. Their answer was to go slaughter another town and take all of their young ladies. And then they didn't have enough. So they said, I'll tell you what we'll do. 
why don't you go and abduct some other young ladies and everybody's fine with it? That's why you need a king. The reason why they needed to return to the Lord, the reason why they needed the authority of the Lord over their life is because it creates boundaries, because it creates this system. You look in the Old Testament, you, know, you look at these things where it's an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, all of this kind of stuff. That sounds harsh, but you know what it does? It stops you from taking an eye. It starts you, stops you from taking a tooth. It stops you from stealing people. You, you don't do that when there is law and order. And you know, we live in a culture now that says, you know, anarchy is the way. Let's just do what we want to do and all this stuff. It sounds good as long as you're the one getting to cause the anarchy. When it comes back on you, it's not, it's not what it needs to be. I think that's why maybe it says in the New Testament that we are to submit to governing authorities or we're to pray for our leaders. The only time we don't follow them is if they directly contradict God's word because within that system, there's freedom. Discipline equals freedom. Rules actually create peace. And when you have this, you have anarchy. A wonderful, wonderful lesson to anyone who says, you know, I just want to do me. I just want to go where I want to go. I just want to do what I want to do. I'm going to live my truth. Well, that's exactly what the people of Judges did, and it ended out in chaos. But here's the thing. Did you notice that when Judges chapter 1 first started, it wasn't so bad? By the time you get to Judges chapter 21, an entire nation is almost eradicated, and they resort to horrible things to fix it. Because once you get so far down that road, it's hard to find your way back out again. And so the problem becomes... When people say things like, well, let that person live their truth. Let them choose their sexuality. Let them be what they want to be. Let them do what they want to do with no consequences and none of this kind of stuff. And the problem is, in the short term, it only looks kind of bad. You know, where people say, why do you care? Why do you care what my pronouns are? Why do you care if I abuse my body? Why do you care if I do drugs? Why do you care if, I, if I'm promiscuous? What, what, what do you care? Well, it's because I know where it heads. And I love you enough to, to say something to you before it gets to that place. Because just like in the nation of Israel, when they had no king, when they didn't have God in their life, it went from bad to worse to worse. And then when it gets to the worst possible place, it's almost too late. And so the cautionary tale for us is to not get to that place, to value those things in our life so that we can continue to move forward best we can. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the boundaries and the guardrails you set up in our life in your word. I'm thankful for you. And I pray, God, that we will share your word with others, not in a judgmental way, but in a cautionary way. Let's learn from these lessons so we don't go in that direction, but yet we know to go in the opposite direction. Thank you, God, for the way you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One more time. Don't forget. The reason why all this happened was because of Judges 17, verse 6, that says, In those days, Israel had no king. All the people did what was ever seemed right in their own eyes. Don't do life our way. Do life God's way. It's better. It ends out better. And it's a wonderful thing. I'll see you tomorrow for a brand new book of the Bible. And until then, I love you.